0: Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today we're going to be talking about The Chosen again and its lead actress and some of the comments she made, but to me the story is about what this shows us about The Chosen and the story is also what this um, shows us about Christian media. I think Christian media is completely misrepresenting the words of the lead actress of The Chosen trying to make it seem like she's closer to being a Christian than she actually is. I take some issues with the way that they're reporting this because I think it's irresponsible. They're trying to peddle a message that the Chosen is leading people to Christ. I don't really believe that because it is leading them somewhere, but it's not the gospel and it's not even close. And I believe the comments of the lead actress really show that. So we're going to watch a Faithwire slash CBN interview of uh, the lead actress so don't forget to like the video also subscribe to the channel so part of why I dislike the way that this is being covered is because again they're hailing this as a she's coming closer to Christ because of this experience I don't know how true that is I also think it's a little irresponsible to really speculate all that much considering what they have to work with is someone that's saying that they're a skeptic so we're going to watch this interview. Don't forget to like the video. Also subscribe to the channel if you are new. I think we'll take it down here. Have you, so how many interviews have you done now? They all start to gonna...
1: run together to, hey,
0: this to, right, her.
1: to talk. So you play the role of Mary Magdalene. Tell me how that opportunity came about.
2: Oh, it was so unexpected. I was Elizabeth uh, I was Tavish. in Austin working Mr. as a commercial nine. actress for about nine years. No, at that point, probably seven years. Um, and was pretty really depressed and mm-hmm. not knowing what what to do. I wasn't working enough to really make ends meet. Like I was, I was barely making rent, and um, and I was yeah I was in a depression at that time, and um, I got to a point where i was like i need to change careers because this feels like i'm following some dream that is dead at this mm-hmm. point and so i told my agent to stop submitting me and he submitted me to this anyway <laughs> and i hadn't auditioned for um for a theatrical role in a really long time my background was in theater so i was used to really wonderful female characters mm. but in film and tv and the commercial world sometimes that's a little limited for for actresses um it was all sort of like how you look instead of what's inside and uh i was just disappointed with the quality of of what was being offered and so this was the first time i was like this character is incredible and and complicated and emotionally rich and um and has an actual like backstory to her and i was so excited to to get to play someone that was real realistic and Mm. and relatable um and so yeah when i when i auditioned for it i was like this if if i don't get this it's i'm done (laughs) like that's the big sign and um i wasn't expecting it i i I booked it and it was it's just been it's been such a gift and life-changing and 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 incredible to be able to portray her
0: yeah so one thing to point out is that christian media kind of took her uh, statement about how this is life-changing. So, like, Christian Post, for instance, called this life-changing. Uh, they, they put that in their headline. And what she just talked about was how her acting career took off because she landed this role. That was life-changing. So, the circumstances of her life-changing have far to do with her job and her acting uh metrics skyrocketing from getting this role. That's not the same thing as what this headline is trying to portray. This is clearly uh, a clickbait sort of way of looking at this interview because they use the word life-changing which she said right here. So the Christian Post is using this interview. They do have an extra statement which we'll talk about but again the purpose of this, inter- this video has very little to do with uh, Elizabeth uh, Tabish, and a lot more to do with, again, Christian media promoting a show that is just seeker-sensitive garbage, and I think what we'll show in this video is that this sounds like a CW show for this third season. The third season sounds like a CW show. not even And a you know, show.
1: having come out of such a dark season, and then this being the door that finally opened, and you could <laughs> maybe take a second and exhale, how did that challenge your faith or maybe change your perspective on faith as you started to really dig into this character?
2: I'm, yeah, I I think I'm kind of a skeptic about religion and I'm trying to be very rational about things. And, um, and it's over time, it's been, it's been really hard to ignore Hmm. that there's something really special about, um, this experience for me. Um, I feel like I wasn't able to, I wouldn't have been able to connect with the Lilith portion of her if I hadn't gone through some mm. painful things. And um, and because of that, I'm realizing like there has been, God has been there the whole time. And then there are these moments in the show where like I'm actually saying that of, of in the depths and in the heights, you are there. And so there's just been these really, sweet sort of idiosyncratic things for me personally throughout the show that like are constant reminders of like god's love is real Mm. it's a real thing and it's and it's um you know i've slowly been like opening up to it and to see people respond to the show and share their hearts with me has been um Renewing, I think, a, a hope <laughs> in humanity yeah. and in God. Yeah. yeah. And
1: you mentioned earlier on having a, a heart for elevating female roles and <sighs> the, the roles. Of... I
0: want to pause right there. Uh, what she said does sound like her heart has been softened. But again, the circumstances, it's very circumstantial why her heart is being softened. Is it being softened because of the preaching of the word of God? Or is it being softened because she's now living a higher, you know, she's probably as rich as she's ever been, uh, as famous as she's ever been. And, of course, this is going to be a special moment for her. But, nonetheless, you know, again, what people are won to is what you what you win people with is what you win them to. It's kind of an old saying in evangelism. And, it shows that the seeker sensitivity movement wins people to things that aren't the gospel. So one thing that she doesn't articulate at all in this interview is the gospel or anything even close to the gospel. So that's why, you know, I don't consider this a real win. I mean, it's progress, I guess, but it's it's not like, she's a born-again believer which I also kind of find it odd that a you know show dedicated to uh, showing the life of Jesus did not screen the uh, cast for Christian views I, I do find that to be an odd decision I can understand that they'll go with uh, the best talent that they have but or have available but you know it's 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 a very impactful decision that they would have in this instance and what we're going to see now is a little bit more about her views I think she's kind of a feminist and by kind of I mean com- totally a feminist
1: of women mm-hmm. uh, not just in film and thea- theater but also in television now and this being the the yeah. first ch- chance you've had to do that how does this fit into that passion of yours
2: I mean it 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 is exemplary of it yeah. I think it's it's um, it's showing and exploring a character that is not perfect hmm. and I think that's been the the problem with with sort of I don't know Hollywood type roles is that like you have to look perfect or or you're a character actor and and you have to perform perfectly and you know I think like Mary is you know just a messy real person Mm. who makes mistakes and is trying her hardest and um and i feel like being able to play a character that people relate to and it's not this like far away you know perfect thing like she's she's just she's a person and we all are and and I, i it's it's been this connecting factor for me with with our fans. And you mentioned having th- the ex- life
1: experience that you've had and you've been able to kind of pour some of that into your character as Mary. How has maybe Mary taught you? Like what are things that you've learned about her that have been eye-opening?
2: Yeah, I think I think with Lilith, I was able to use those scenes as catharsis to like get out, get certain things out of my, my system and um, and cry it out, you know? and. Uh, and over over the seasons, I've yeah, Mary's been changing and growing and maturing. Yeah. Um, in you know, sometimes it's two steps forward, one step back, but like it's still growth. And um, she's taught me like you can make mistakes, mm. and you're going to make mistakes. The the beautiful thing about that though is that you're always still loved, <laughs> yeah. no matter what. And and the further you go into accepting that the the less painful those lessons have to be mm. yeah um so i feel like she's 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 constantly teaching me like just it's, it's about growth it's about continuing it's about being on in a process instead of being perfect and um what a relief that is to, <laughs> to just yeah. just do your best you yeah. know you don't have to change the world but you can change yourself you know
0: mm. and you know season So this is, again, one of the major problems with the seeker sensitivity movement in that the Jesus, that the seeker sensitive church, the algorithm Christianity church, which the chosen is algorithm Christianity. They are trying to appeal to the Catholics, the evangelicals, to the Mormons. So there's different things throughout the chosen that appeal to the different varying groups. And she is doing a decent job of unwittingly saying how the seeker-sensitive movement thinks of Jesus. He doesn't save you from your sins. He saves you from your messiness. And if you trust in Jesus, he'll get you through the tough times. That is a seeker-sensitive algorithm Christianity that is peddled throughout many megachurches in the United States. I'm going to use Rich Wilkerson Jr. as the example here of Vu Church, who I've written about, and he gave that exact message that I just uh, used as an example, that Mary Magdalene's actress uses as kind of like her life lessons from acting in The Chosen, from the script of The Chosen, from the storytelling of The Chosen, it is a seeker-sensitive message, and it always has been. It's always been about, you know, you got to appeal to certain de- groups, and again, I do see this as largely a CW show. One thing I wanted to point out is that she told the Christian Post some pretty interesting things about uh, The Chosen, uh, or about her views on the Bible. I, I found this. So it was incredible to read the first few scripts and see how r- well they wrote women, uh, she told the Christian Post. Tavish told the Christian Post. The New Testament, the Gospels are very male heavy, male driven. It's the 12 disciples. Even the Catholic Church, it's male dominated. I kind of wonder if she grew up Catholic because of this line right here, even the Catholic Church. Uh, So I think she kind of grew up Catholic. Could be wrong about that. And I've always wanted to know more about the women in the Bible to be able to identify more with the New Testament. And to some degree, the New Testament has, you know, a lot more women than the Old Testament, perhaps. You you certainly have uh, Mary and the beginning of Luke, and Matthew, Uh, that would be the biggie. And you have a lot of little stories, including Mary Magdalene, of course. Uh, But she never, you know, she, she just kind of assumed that the Bible was too male. So it's interesting that The Chosen, which is a pretty feminist show, the way that they have gender dynamics, it's very feminist, it's very... Much made to appeal to modern sensibilities, because that's what The Chosen is. It is a seeker-sensitive show. It's trying to appeal to the mass audience, and it does water down scripture with a multitude of inaccuracies in its wake.
1: And three without giving too much away, obviously, is going to be uh, there's there's going to be an elevation of the role of women uh, and a focus on that. How important is that to you personally? Why do you think it's necessary in telling the story of Jesus and his ministry to elevate those roles?
2: That Jesus elevated women, period. I mean, that like it's rooted in what Jesus did, you know, and uh, his care, respect and love for women was the same as men. It was Mm -hmm. for people, you know, for all people. And um, and I'm excited that, that we're a show that is representing a vast array of, of types of women, of mothers, mm-hmm. wives, entrepreneurs, women with pain, women with joy. I mean, it's just like the gamut of yeah. a female experience. And they're going in a, in a really honest and sometimes raw and challenging direction
0: with this. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask how many female entrepreneurs are in the Bible? And you know as someone who has spent a lot of time in the startup community, it was my college experience, uh, yeah, there's a huge emphasis on female entrepreneurs and black entrepreneurs as well in this startup community. So I think it's pretty interesting to note just from my own personal experience, and, again, where are the female entrepreneurs in the Bible? So, it, there, she's kind of projecting a lot of deviances that are coming. And it, it does get a little little bit more worse in the CW direction. But The Chosen has always kind of been, you know, let's have uh, very modern gender dynamics between men and women. uh. You see in the beginning that Thomas is kind of a sidekick to a female caterer because he's one of the caterers at the wedding of uh, Jesus's cousin or something like that, at the wedding of Cana. So he's one of the caterers there and is, you know, a doubting Thomas then, too. And it's just kind of weak, kind of weak writing. It's not immersive to me. In a way that shows very specifically
2: female traumas and pains um even in season one of of her being assaulted by a of mary being assaulted by a roman soldier like that is a very specific thing that that uh you know uh, you don't really expect from a show that was that's biblically based right but um but that was the reality and that still is the reality and i think that's why people are relating to this show and these characters is we're They were people then, were people now, like these are human experiences.
1: Yeah, as an actor, how do you approach, uh, you know, just developing the character of a story that's, of of a person, I mean, that's so complex. I mean, there are so many layers to her. How do you balance that uh, as an actor?
2: One scene at a time. (laughs) Um, I feel like the complexities of her, I think that the the biggest challenge was probably with season one of Mm -hmm. needing to create a backstory in my imagination, this is where we and, get a and, and bring that CW show forecast for season three now because it's going on for so long, we're in season three now. I have an actual history and memories mm-hmm. of playing her that, like each season, it's becoming more and more like fleshed out, yeah. um, and so so it's becoming kind of easier just to, yeah. to slip into the character and uh, the relationships and dynamics with the other characters come naturally because I have real dynamics with the other actors mm-hmm. that we can bring into the scenes. Yeah.
1: Do you have a favorite scene that you've shot so far for season three or even from the earlier seasons that was, that was I, really impactful? I have the favorite scenes but yeah. for
2: season three I, I, uh, Tamara and Mary have mm-hmm. a beautiful scene together. Um, they have these tensions that have been arising over the course of, of the first half of the season and it's miscommunication it's um, uh. misunderstandings of each other it's assumptions and maybe a little judgment and you know it's just these little things that that start building into real tension and it's finally the scene where that tension breaks and they they share what's Mm -hmm. going on and because of that they're able to become better supporters of each other and understand each other and it's a really gorgeous scene amber does a beautiful job with Mm -hmm. with bringing so much depth to to that scene that i'm excited for
0: people to see it yeah Uh, i'm so that again that sounds like a cw plot like we're gonna have catty female behavior misunderstandings and then at the end they're gonna have like a kumbaya circle of uh getting together and becoming friends through deep emotional sharing because you know what is a cw show known for you know, teen dramas, yes, because that's who they market their shows to—is their teen—is the teenagers. But what makes a CW show a CW show? It is first of all the characters are models; they the actors are models. So that's number one, and you get that in the Chosen. Man candy Peter, yeah, he has a tank top on; he's ripped. Uh, obviously, they keep the women, you know, cla- you know, classily dressed for the most part, uh, but. You know, you know she's a pretty woman. Um, you know, nonetheless, but uh, model actresses. Obviously, Peter is the sexiest person on that show. But that—that's one characteristic of a CW show. Number two, hyper emotionalism, and that is right there in the Chosen. You—you you just see it in the forecast for season three. You definitely get a lot of that a little bit in season one. Uh, but again, season one, not good television. And, th- and that's the other thing about, uh, CW show is that it's bad messaging. Like usually it's feminist, a lot of times gay, a lot of times just liberal communist stuff. Uh, you know, you got to push gun control and stuff like that. in these various episodes that chosen or CW show did a lot, that those a lot. So This looks like a CW show, sounds like a CW show, but it most certainly does not sound like a biblical show. Uh, There wasn't really anything in that interview that really said that, hey, we're going to depict these cool scenes in the Bible. We're going to um, show these teachings of Jesus, and we're going to glorify Jesus. It's instead... The Bible's relatable to us. We can read ourselves into Scripture. And that is called narcegesis. You know, the Stephen Furtick, you know, famous way of teaching from the Bible is narcegesis. You make it about yourself, and then everything's about you. But the Bible is different. It's the story of God. It is about God. God is the hero of the story. We are not the heroes of the story. We're not even the victims of the story. We're arguably the villains of the story. Because while we are enemies of God, Christ died for us. So, that's, it's the greatest story ever told. But she's not talking about it. So, this is, again, who the Chosen really appeals to. People who are Let's face it, not theologically, you know, above average. I'll be as gentle as I can about that. They're not theologically above average. Um, and, I, I w- again, I don't see the appeal of this as a television show. Like, I don't think it holds a candle to secular TV. It just doesn't. It doesn't even hold a candle, t- in my opinion, to other Christian television shows. Um yeah, Roma Downey over Dallas Jenkins any day. Hot take. But otherwise, that's a glimpse of what The Chosen is. And I again, I'm going to circle back to what I said at the beginning. Christian media is being very irresponsible with their reporting of this media tour that The Chosen's doing. My opinion, but I think I backed it up showing that hey, they're trying to clickbait her uh faith journey even though it's highly circumstantial to her monetary, and worldly success. So, it, it, it's, to me, not the most uplifting, and when sh- there's nothing that points to Jesus in her talking about a show about Jesus, that's a bad sign. It just is. But, you can look forward to CW drama on The Chosen. So, have a blessed day if you like this video. Subscribe to the channel also. While you're dropping that like button, and if you really like Evangelical Dark Web, you can support us over at our Patreon-like system, EvangelicalDarkWeb.org/join. Otherwise, you know, check out our newsletter; uh, it's completely free, or our Telegram, also completely free. Uh, have a blessed day, and we will catch you on the next one.